What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Break Free on Purpose podcast. We are going to dive into breaking free from lethal thought patterns and step into your God-given purpose. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Break Free on Purpose podcast. So excited to have you here. Today, we are going to dive in to spending time with God. What does it look like to spend time with God? I want to give you some practical tips for spending time with God. But before we do that, I want to talk about why it's important. Also, can we talk about like this mic? Like this is so fun. We have upgraded here at the Break Free on Purpose podcast studio. I wish you guys could see the whole setup, but we got mics. We got DJ boards. That's not what it's actually called. (laughs) We got lights, camera action. So God is good. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to be here. And honestly, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for spending time with God. So I was telling my amazing producer, film guy, the editor. I mean, honestly, he's the creative genius behind all of this. Gerald, earlier, that preparation is key. And I really do believe that spending time with God is part of your preparation. If you've ever played a sport or maybe you were in the military or are in the military, or you know, you've taken a test, you prepare. You would never go into those areas of your mission, military, literal mission field, playing a sport, taking a test, going and performing on stage without preparing. Why? Because you're going to fail. I mean, you could totally do it, but it's it's going to be a hot mess. Let me tell you. It's just not going to be fun, one, because you're not going to be prepared for what you're called to do. Two, you're not going to know what to do. So preparing is like the blueprint. It's the map. It's priming your mind. It's getting your spirit right. It's getting your body right. All these different elements for the the game day. I played golf in college played golf in high school and played soccer all growing up. And I would have never, I was thinking about this so much this week is I would have never shown up to the first tee. If you don't know what the first tee is, that's like where you first tee off on golf to play golf, play a golf tournament for 18, 36 holes and think that I was going to play well if I didn't practice and practicing wasn't just like, Oh, let's go to the golf course and, kind of goof around. It was very meticulous. There were very specific things that we would do to prepare and then play. And then we were practicing in our mind. So that is what I want to talk about through that lens of time with God is that preparation time. It's same as like a relationship, right? I think a lot of us can use relationship as an example is you would never expect to have a close relationship with someone to get to know your spouse better, to get to know your friend better, your coworker better, and not spend time with that person. You just wouldn't know anything about what's going on in their mind, um, what's going on in their life, how you can support them. They wouldn't be connected to you, right? So this is Another way of looking at spending time with God is if you want to deepen a relationship with your Lord and Savior, you got to spend time with God. You got to have conversation with Him. He wants to hear from you, He wants to hear your innards of your heart. He knows your thoughts, 
He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. But that's why having a relationship with God is so powerful because it's free will. You get the choice to share. And when we share with him, we get to crack open these different areas of our hearts and the vulnerability of what's really going on in our lives, good and bad. And he gets to come into that area and, and comfort us, minister to us, counsel us, heal us. It's like shining a light on something. And how beautiful is that? It's just like when you're sharing with a friend something vulnerable. That friend can't support you if you don't share what's going on in your life. And that moment of vulnerability is a moment of connection. And the foundation gets stronger because we share. So think about it from a place of preparing for mission and deepening relationship. It's a twofold. Is you can't be prepared for the mission that God's called you to without stepping into these different areas. And you can't be comforted and given wisdom and guidance if you don't have relationship with God. So spending time with God impacts all areas of our lives. And that's why reading the word is so powerful. So when I'm talking about spending time with God, I'm talking about two different areas specifically. Well, I guess more than two different areas, sorry. Worship, praise and worship, prayer, and reading the word. And prayer is kind of a twofold one, like you're speaking, but you're also sometimes sitting and listening. And sitting and listening is is so powerful. Think about the times when you've just sat and listened to a friend and you didn't say a single thing and you just hugged them afterwards. Sometimes that's all someone needed is you to sit and listen. So God sometimes wants us to shut our mouths and just sit and listen to what he has to say to us. And he wants to share really powerful insights with you. But sometimes you have to stop talking. And I'm prone for talking a lot to God and not listening. So we are working on it and we're growing in that. And this is an ever-evolving thing. I want to say that with a lot of grace and love that I'm not perfect at this. I'm not coming to you with this like tips for spending time with God and like I'm amazing at it. Like, no, I mess up and this, I am not perfect at this all the time. And I'm committed though to getting better at spending time with God and getting better at how I spend time with God and what that looks like. And I'm also committed to sharing this with you on the real, because I think sometimes we wait to hear or wait to share until we're perfect and ready, but we rob people of the opportunity of getting to learn from the process when we wait until it's perfect. Cause reality is, is we're never going to arrive. We're never going to be perfect. So share as you go, because that's the most impactful, powerful moments. I can tell you for sure, like the most impactful moments where I've learned in my relationship with God is witnessing people walk in faith, walk with God in real time, not, oh, they've arrived and now they're standing on the podium and they're telling me. No, it's, it's some of the most impactful people in my life in their relationship with God have been the people who are sitting right next to me and they're just a few steps ahead of me in what they're doing. And I'm like, I'm coming. And I see what God is doing in their life. That's how truly with walking in obedience around purity has been powerful because I witness people who are just a few steps ahead of me reaping the fruit and the benefit of walking with Jesus in purity and I got to follow in their steps and we, and we walked it together, which was really amazing. And accountability, accountability is so powerful. 
So I'm just looking at my notes. I want to make sure that I'm sharing all the powerful things that God gave me prior to sharing the tips. Oh, okay. This is, I'm glad I'm looking at my notes. Thank the Lord for notes. So spending time with God transforms our mind. This whole podcast is about breaking free from lethal thought patterns and stepping into our God-given purpose. And we cannot do that without transforming our minds daily. So spending time with God in the word, in prayer, in praise and worship transforms our mind. And it transforms our mind in a few different ways. One, it rewires what we think about ourselves. Because when we get to know God, we get to know us. We get to know who God created us to be. So you're, you're seeing the truth. You're seeing the promises on your life. And you're renewing your actions. When you are reading things about how God calls you to live your life, you are then getting an option to change your actions, change your words, change your thought life. So everything is being renewed always over and over and over again. Spending time with God also calls us to repentance. So that is renewal. And I'm going to get into that for tips of spending time with God. It requires us to put our eyes on God. When we go to him first in everything and we filter everything through him, it requires us to go to God. It requires us to not rely on our own understanding. It requires us to not rely on the world for understanding, but instead, God, what do you say about this? What is What happened in the Bible that is actually wisdom for me to apply today? This is The Bible is not just some book that was written and you're reading a storyline of what happened. It is history, and it is to be applied today because it is living and breathing. The word is alive. If the word is alive and you believe that the word is alive, which it is, that means it's applied today, right now. Okay, so Colossians 3.2, based off what we were just talking about, renewing your mind, set your minds on the things that are above not on the things that are on earth. So above is in heaven. Set your mind on heavenly things, not on the things of earth. So spending time in the word for me allows me to come back to how God created me to think. When I'm focused on the world, my mind is anxious. My mind is overwhelmed, stressed, fearful, doubting, whatever the the vice might be or the thought of the day might be. I'm trying to, uh, the example that's coming to mind is a friend texted me and said they needed to talk. (laughs) And I immediately went to like anxious, really overwhelmed, stressed. What is this person going to say? And worried. And if it wasn't for my relationship with God, that would have ruined my day because of things I've experienced in the past that had triggered that. And instead I said, okay, God, I'm bringing this to you. It's no big deal, whatever the thing is. Even if it is a big deal, it doesn't matter because it's in your will, whatever's going to happen in that conversation. God, help me to keep my eyes on you and to have peace of mind. And I give you this anxiety. But if I hadn't spent time with God earlier that day, to be completely honest, I would have gone down a spiral of anxiety and it would have ruined the rest of my day. And I probably would have totally just checked out of all relationships because usually anxiety for me has me get into a silo and not be around anyone. 
which then is a domino effect and takes me out of my mission and my purpose because then I'm not taking action on the things I need to be taking action on, I'm not talking to the people I need to be talking to because I'm set on what the world is doing. The world is anything outside of God's mission and vision and his call on our lives. Also, think about it too. Like this is this is something that I thought was really interesting that came up when I was writing this out was you're not just spending time with God to be religious or be a good girl or be a good guy. Like you get to spend time with the creator of the universe. Like that blew my, like obviously as a believer, I'm like, I'm aware that God created the universe. And if you're not aware of that yet, read your Bibles and you will become aware of that. God will reveal that to you. If you're in a season right now where you're questioning who God is, you're in a season of, did God really create this world? How did he create life? All this stuff. I promise you, without a doubt, God will speak if you start asking questions. He loves those curious questions. So don't hold back from those curious questions. I think that that is such a beautiful place to be with God. And there's no shame in not knowing yet because he will reveal himself. He wants you to ask those questions. But to go back to that place of spending time with God is not just spending time with God so you can be like a good girl. You get to spend time with the creator of the universe. Wouldn't you want to plug into that every day? I personally, now that I've gotten into a place where that is part of my daily routine, if I don't do it in the morning, in the back of my head, I'm just thinking, what is God trying to tell me today? What is God trying to tell me today? Like I just, I'm like thirsty for it. You will begin to crave it. When you spend time with the God of the universe, he's going to tell you stuff about your life that the world can never tell you. You look around and you see people's lives that only take their marching orders from what the world says. And and the world can be Instagram, their bank account, their mom, your neighbors telling you, your besties telling you, the news is telling you. These people live very... um, When you come from a place of taking orders from the world, you end up living a manufactured life. Your life looks like a lot of other people's lives. And if you are in a season right now where you're looking around and being like, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel connected to the real me. Or you f- and you just feel like disconnected. You, you maybe are having a hard time connecting with your thoughts. Maybe you're even having a hard time connecting with the people around you. You're just feeling inauthentic. I want to encourage you to go spend time with God. These manufactured lives that everyone looks the same and dresses the same and is doing a lot of the same things and has the same interests is due to taking orders from the world. You're going to look like the world if you take orders from the world. And what's so cool about God, the creator of the universe, when you take orders from the creator of the universe, every person's story looks different. 
there's no like this person looked like this person in the Bible. This person's life looked like this person's life. <laughs> like everyone's life is different. I truly think that adventure, your life, because that saying of like, my life is like a movie. And you see it on Instagram where like, my life's like a movie. And people are in like Bali and like whatever the crazy things are that they're doing. Your life is like a movie when you start living with the Holy Spirit. Because you start taking left turns when you thought you were going to take a right turn. You start going up the hill when you wanted to stop. You take that new job that you never thought was possible. God starts opening doors with people like you're sitting at tables like, how did I get at this table? Your life becomes the most adventurous movie possible when you start spending time with God. Because when you're spending time with God, you're not just spending time with God. You're spending time with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit starts to minister to you and guide you. And then what happens is you get to experience all the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, self-control, kindness. You get to experience... Him as a healer, as a father, as a shelter, as a protector, as a provider, as so many things. God is more than just God. He wants to advocate for you. He wants to deliver you from things. He wants to provide for you. He wants to be your resting place. He wants to be your light, your shepherd, your king, your judge your master. And I know that some of those words might be giving you your bones a little bit of a, oh, I don't want a master. I never asked anyone to be my judge. When you get to know God in depth, when you spend time with God, you get to understand the power of why it is so beautiful that we have a master. The freedom that comes with having a master, the freedom that comes with having a shepherd, the freedom that comes with having a judge, a king. But I also will extend some compassion because I totally get it, is that master can feel like a little exposing, but it's worth it, I promise. So spending time with God is renewing our minds daily. So we can responsibly pour into the areas that God is calling us to. So we can gain wisdom, insight on how to show up in relationship with our finances, with our businesses, with our vocation, with our ministries, with our time, with our words, with our thoughts. This this transformation, this renewal of the mind and our actions happens first by learning who God is. I listened to a podcast the other day, or actually it was a sermon, and he was talking about how you, we were talking, he was talking about like personal development for a second and how people like always talk about like self-love and um, self-confidence and that a lot of like the worldly things are to go write mantras and like say these cool things and nice things over yourself and visualize. And yeah, those are like great tactics, but the best 
way to change your confidence is to learn who God is. Because where you are weak, he is strong. You don't need to know everything all the time. You don't need to be the strongest person in the room. You don't need to have the most. But you know who does? God. And he fills our gaps. He fills our voids. And I thought that was such a good shift of looking at confidence because when we're constantly looking at ourselves, it's so easy to be like, but I don't have this. But God does. And you won't know that though. You won't know all the intricacies of God if you're not spending time with him. All right, so tips for spending time with God. Now that we understand the importance of spending time with God, what that looks like, the renewal of our minds, the beauty that comes in that, how it impacts each area of our life. Because he speaks to us in this. And I'm going to share all of this. This is kind of a, I believe it's a... 11 or 12 step, 12 steps. Ooh. Um, wasn't intended (laughs) a kind of like guide. It's very simple and it's something that I think is not like, it's not like written out in the Bible of like, this is how you spend time with God. It's talked about a lot from like the podium and people are at church to an extent. And then honestly, I think like you just learn like trial and error. You, figure it out on your own or you have friends that tell you or you read books to tell you. And I kind of learned this on my own and I want to share with you guys what's been helpful for me. This is not like an end-all be-all. This is how you spend time with God. There's there's many ways. There's many facets to spending time with God. So implement this as you see fit in your if you already have an existing structure for spending time with God. And if you don't, then Take this and see how it works for you. Bring it to God on how he wants you to spend time with him. Um, Also know that like in certain seasons, it might look a little bit different. Um, I have serious ADHD. And so like sometimes certain elements of this, I'm like outside doing it or I'm walking doing it because I have a really hard time (laughs) focusing sitting down and I connect with God when I'm moving too. So it might look a little bit different for each person, but first is to make it a priority. Make it a priority every single day. Spend time with God. Highly suggest first thing in the morning. He wants our best time. He wants our first time. Also, even not even just like first time, best time, but to be able to connect with the creator of the universe, connect with our father at the beginning of the day, our Lord and Savior at the beginning of the day, then it's like everything is just filtering through that. We've got our wisdom, we're armored up, we're ready to go. You wouldn't leave the house and get in your car if there was no gas in it. You got to put gas in the car before you can turn it on and go. And schedule it. I'm a huge proponent for scheduling. I know it might sound like a little like, oh, what's the word? kind of rigid of like, I'm going to schedule time with God. If you don't schedule it though, is it really going to happen? It just becomes one of those things that's in the back of your mind. Oh, I'll get to that at some point today. If something is important, you schedule it. So put it on your calendar. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. He wants to be a priority. God is a jealous God. And I think that that can sound weird to some people, but it's actually really beautiful. 
that he wants our first time. He wants to spend time with us. He wants to be above all things and all people. Yes, even your significant other, even your work. And that is not from a place of condemning or judgment. Yesterday, I had an example of how I was putting certain desires in front of God. I was idolizing and putting power of those desires in front of God. Specific desires of um, wanting to have control over my money. I had an opportunity to give money to someone who was in need, and I was having a really hard time giving it over, even though my heart knew this isn't my money. This is God's money. And I'm, I was having this battle inside and I talked about it with a friend. And then I went to go read my Bible and it was all about tithing. If you don't know what tithing is, it's your first 10% is to go to God, to his kingdom. Because in reality, none of it is ours. It's an act of obedience, an act of servant, an act of surrender. And the whole thing was about tithing, which was crazy because, and I had already tithed that money. I ended up, had, I had already given it to this person um, who was in need and was like, all right, God, I get it. It's yours. And then I go read that. And it was just solidifying of that. So he wants our first time. He wants our best time. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things will be added to you. So schedule it. Number two Be in a quiet place, no distractions, turn off your phone, put it in a different room. No distractions, quiet room might look different for everyone. Some people are cool with being in a coffee shop. Personally, I don't like spending time in the word at a coffee shop because I don't feel like I can get weird with the Holy Spirit. But if that's you, do it. Some people like to go on a walk when they're praying, do it. Your space might look different for every person. Mine looks like noise-canceling headphones where I literally can't hear anything or anyone, and I am just in the Word with God praying, and then sometimes it's while I'm on a walk. So be in a quiet space, no distractions, turn the phone off. You don't need your phone. There's Bibles, like literal Bibles for that. And if you desperately need your phone on because you're going to set an alarm or something, turn it on airplane mode. I promise you, you will survive without your phone. You can do it. Many times Jesus performed miracles and he went into hiding immediately after. So that is what this quiet place is about too, is fueling back up, getting filled back up by God, by the Holy Spirit, getting guidance, wisdom, comfort, love. Matthew 14, 23, this talks about right after God, or right after Jesus stood on water. He provided food for 5,000 people, a miracle. And he immediately sends the disciples home, sends everyone home. He went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell when he was there alone. Jesus did this. And he had a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. People are watching him, all of that. So if God calls Jesus to spend time alone with just him and Jesus, he's calling all of us to that too, which is so powerful. 
Three, set an alarm for 60 minutes. This is like a, you decide if you want to do that or not. 60 minutes or more. I think 60 minutes minimum with Jesus every single day in the word prayer. Sometimes I go longer, but I try it at least 60 minutes. Set the alarm. I like the alarm. My ADHD brain needs the alarm. So I just know, like I set the alarm, the phone's over there and I just get to it. And I don't have to think about like, am I going to miss something? And I know that I'm right on time with what's going on. And if I have the capacity to keep going, then I will. And some days look longer because of my schedule, right? Like I can, on Saturdays, I can spend hours and hours and hours with God I intentionally schedule that for Saturdays. All right, four, pray before you begin reading the word. For your eyes and heart to be open to what God is saying and speaking and ministering to you. We've got to prepare our minds for what he's about to say. The word is living, but if we have a hard heart, we're not ready to receive, you're just reading the Bible like it's a book and you checked it off for the day. God doesn't need you to be religious. He wants to have a relationship with you. and He wants to speak to you. And I've totally been there where I'm just like, check, I read the Bible today. Cool, we did it. Ask God to speak to you, to soften your heart and prepare you for what he is trying to tell you. Number five, have a plan. Just like the scheduling one, which was number two, is you need to have a plan. If it's important to you, you need to have a map of where you're going. So a Bible plan can look like a few different ways as you can get a Bible that is broken out in certain ways. You can read the Bible from front to back. You can read the New Testament or just the Old Testament. You can read just the Gospels. Uh, Maybe God is calling you to read a specific book in the Bible. Or you can get a Bible plan where there's plenty online and there's ones that people follow, devotionals, Bible studies, all of that, where they kind of choose the flow. But have a plan for what you're going to read. Otherwise, imagine going to the gym, which we've all done this before, unfortunately, probably, is you go to the gym and you're like, I'm going to work out today. And you're like, what am I going to do today? Yeah, I think I'm going to go home now. Because you didn't have a plan. You weren't inspired to keep going. You had no vision for where you were going. You got lost the second you walked into the door because you got overwhelmed with all the machines. I like working out and that happens to me pretty much all the time. So why am I failing at my workout plan? Because I don't have a plan. So have a plan. If you need plans, if you need um, options for plans, I'm going to drop them in the show notes and I will also put a list of them on my website so you can see those um, at the bottom of today's show and kind of some resources that can go with that as well. But having a plan is so necessary. For me specifically, I kind of do a few different things when I'm reading the Bible And my quiet time, like my time with Jesus is different than my study time. And what I mean by that is I come to you guys here today with some scriptures. I I also just like studying the word to know more about what God is doing and what God has done. And that time for me is on Saturdays. My study study time is on Saturdays. And what I mean by studying time too is like I'm I'm getting on the computer, I'm researching things, I'm researching lineage and time frames and context, all of that. 
when I'm spending time with God, like in my quiet time daily, I'm, I'm not necessarily researching a whole lot. I might be taking some notes of things that I want to go research on Saturday, but my study time and my quiet time are separate, just so you're aware of kind of what's happening in that. If you're the type of person who you want to, you know, do a little research while you're in your quiet time with God, great. That might be what it is for you. I personally read what's called the daily Bible. It's broken up in the Old Testament, New Testament, a little bit of a Psalm and a little bit of a proverb every day. And then what I've recently been implementing, which I've absolutely loved, I really haven't been enjoying this. A mentor of mine suggested that I pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal to me what scripture um, God wants me to read that day for maybe something specific that he's trying to minister to me or give me wisdom on or insight um, or confirmation on. And so I will pray to have the Holy Spirit speak to me on what scriptures he would like me to read that day. It does not always happen. There are some days where I get a scripture and it's like so off and I feel like that's growing in my discernment of what actually is God versus my thoughts, as well as sometimes it's, I don't get anything. I don't get a scripture. And then sometimes I get a crazy awesome scripture and I'm just diving into it and dissecting it, which is amazing. Recently, I God gave me Genesis 39 through 50, which is kind of a chunk, so I broke that out for a couple days and read a chapter or two each day and got to dissect Joseph's story, which by the way, so good. You guys should go read it like ASAP. You will be ministered to it for sure. So I will drop some options of plans in the show notes for you for step five. Have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you will fail it without a doubt. Um, God wants to give you wisdom on how to write that plan and pray to him about God. What is it you want this plan to look like when I'm spending time with you? Number six, write down scripture and memorize it. Speak it over your life daily so you can always be equipped with the word. This is so important is part of armoring up with God and spending time with God is to armor ourselves in the word and protect our minds, protect ourselves from any attacks to be equipped in wisdom. But we have to know scripture to be able to do that. And this takes time. This takes discipline and it takes time. So give yourself grace and start with scriptures that are going to really be able to protect your mind daily so that you can just go to that. Like the second that you are feeling a negative thought or you're feeling self-doubt or fear, have scripture ready that you can just go to. Um, Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. What I love at the end, for then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. So mesmerizing, (laughs) memorizing scripture and speaking it over your life and meditating on it and using it as a a shield of armor, you're going to have a prosperous life. God is going to have good success over your life. Forming prosperous and success in God's eyes might look different than what the world says. So don't get attached to how you want it to go. Just follow what God's asking you to do and he will bless you. He will bless you. You will be abundant in blessings. Seven, repent of your sins. Which by the way, seven, I mean seven like in the list of tips for spending time with God. Repent of your sins, faults, 
daily, ask for forgiveness. So I think this is so important is it's one thing to spend time with God, but if our hearts, again, going back to what that prayer was, is like, God, soften my heart to be able to hear from you is if our hearts and our minds are still covered in sin and the hardness of the world, we won't be able to have true connection with him. So repenting of our sins does a few different things. One, it really gets us clear to where we are falling short. Two, it also allows us to see why renewing our minds is so powerful. When we constantly keep bringing these things to God, he's able to show us, hey, this is this, is this area that you keep falling short in. I love you. I forgive you. And let me show you how to be stronger in this. We're never going to be perfect. But if we can always come back to our Lord and say, God, show me how to be better in this area. It's humbling ourselves to, to, to him, humbling ourselves to his um, master hand of just like guiding us in our lives and showing him like, hey, I surrender my whole life to you. And he will give you freedom in that. And we're, we're giving back the power to him when we do that too. Repenting allows us to just hand it all back to him, wash us clean of our sins, and really pull out the gunk that is blocking us from hearing from him, blocking us from experiencing um, the grace that he has for us, and also blocking us from seeing other people with that same grace. When we're constantly coming from a place of judgment and all sorts of sins, anger, sexual sin, etc., it's you can't see the world with grace and love because we've got our rose-colored glasses on. So seven is to repent of our sins. I personally like to write it down. I like to write down what it is I'm repenting, asking for forgiveness for. Do this every day. Every day. You want to go to the Lord? Like, he is our king. How do you approach a king? In your best. Part of being at your best is cleansing yourself. Scripture on repentance, 1 John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful just to forgive us our, just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Mm. He is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us of all of our wickedness. You don't have to carry that anymore. Number eight, give praise. Always give praise. Again, go back to the image of how would you approach a king? You would approach a king with so much excitement. How would you approach your father? So much excitement. Your master, so much excitement because it's all theirs. So you're giving praise, praising him for how much you love him, praising him for all that he is in your life every day, every area of your life. Isaiah 25, 1. And I, when I drop the um, step-by-step, I'm going to leave the scripture on there because I think it's good to see what is the scripture tied to each step. Like, where is this biblically in the Bible? Isaiah 25, 1 on praise. Lord, you are my God, and I will exalt you and praise your name for imperfect faithfulness. You have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. 
Praise to me too is an opportunity to surrender. It's showing like, God, I believe that you are everything and you are my master over every area of my life. Number nine, give thanks. Say out loud or write down all that you are grateful for that God has blessed you with. Again, praise and and thanks kind of go hand in hand, but giving thanks and getting really detailed on what are you thankful for, big and small, that God is doing in your life. Praise him for that. Give thanks for that. First Chronicles 16, 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Again, going back to the whole point of one of the big points of spending time with God is to renew our minds. So if we are constantly, you hear a lot in personal development about be grateful, be grateful, have a gratitude list. But see, a lot of that list is written about like what you're grateful kind of more towards yourself or towards other people or towards the physical things. But if I am saying, God, I'm so grateful for these things that you have blessed me with, you're renewing your mind of saying, I don't have full control over my life. The Lord is in control of my life. I take my orders from God and he is blessing me. He is my provider. He is my healer. He is my father. And these giving thanks, you're, you're putting on a helmet of gratitude giving praise, you're putting on a helmet of trust. Fear is gone when you are praising the Lord. The enemy flees when you are praising the Lord. When you are repenting, you are putting on a mind of clean thoughts, of loving thoughts. When you are writing out scripture and reading scripture, you are rewiring how you see the world, how you see yourself, how you see your finances, how you see people you see time and you're rewiring it with the truth, with God's truth. So that is why all of these steps so far are, the whole thing is so important and why spending time with God is so important because this is all steps to renewing your mind. We talk about breaking free from lethal thought patterns. You can say a mantra all day long, but let me tell you that is a band-aid if you don't actually know the truth about who, who your creator is and who you were created to be. So spending time with God is how you will get to know who you were created to be. And that doesn't mean that everyone's going to go be a pastor and everyone's going to go to Africa and minister to people. And that doesn't mean that you're going to have to sell all your stuff. You might be called to stay in that job as a banker. You might be called to stay in that job as an interior designer. You might be called to stay as a stay-at-home mom. But now you're going to be equipped on how to walk that out, that vocation out. And also, reminder, your vocation is not who you are. Your vocation is a vehicle for walking out part of your mission with God. But it does not define who you are. Your worth does not come from your vocation. And if you don't know what vocation means, it's work. I don't even know what the real definition of vocation is, but... Why do we use that word? I do not know. Anyways, we digress. Your identity does not live in your work. But you will not know what your real identity is until you know your father. And your father is a heavenly, powerful king who loves you and wants so much for you. And you got to read your word to know. All right. 
think we just said give thanks, which was nine. 10, we're almost there, guys. Stick with me. We've got 12, and then we're closing out in prayer. So stick with me. I know, juicy stuff. Hopefully, you're getting fired up for spending time with God. And if you haven't already spent time with God today, when you get off this podcast, you're going to go spend some time with the lone Savior, Jesus Christ. And you're welcome. I didn't give you any analogies on cleaning your ears. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to episode three because it is funny. Or maybe four. Three or four? Four. You will know what I mean. Someone texted me the other day and said, you are definitely my only friend with the cleanest ears. So you're welcome. So I don't just give you tips on how to spend time with God. I give you tips on how to clean your ears. (laughs) Didn't you know? All right. Ten. I'm telling y'all, the ADHD is raging right now. Side note, they gave us large coffees instead of regulars. They shouldn't have done that. Not a good idea. 10, pray for your community, family, and self, and all the things that you feel the Lord is calling you to pray for. I like to create a list so I know where I'm at. I'm checking in. Where's God showing up? What has he already delivered on? All these different things. I'm checking in on people. So you don't have to make a list, but it certainly helps with um, keeping it organized and knowing what's happening. And also just like the blessings. When we go back to number eight for praising, like in that praising, you can be praising God for the answer, the answers of prayer, sorry, answered prayers that he's already delivered on. When you have a list and you have this list and you can, you can create updates, you can text these people, you can encourage these people and for yourself too. It's okay to pray for yourself. Um, and know that there's other people that God calls you to pray for. And sometimes um, you might, in this quiet time of prayer, feel God being like, hey, I I need you to call this person. I need you to pray with them. Do it. (laughs) Because when we speak and we pray out loud, the enemy runs like to freaking hell and he don't come back. So pray out loud. Pray out loud. That was a huge breakthrough for me and my relationship with God maybe five or six years ago where I wasn't praying out loud. I was so embarrassed, was so scared, which are all lies. And the enemy wants us to stay silent because if we stay silent, we will never speak truth over our lives. And what we speak is what we believe. So your thoughts dictate your words, your words dictate your action. And if you, you know, we're reading, we're reading the Bible, we're getting into prayer, we're talking to God, we're learning about God, that's rewiring our thoughts, which then is rewiring our words, which then is rewiring our actions. And if you read the Bible, there's a lot of prosperous people. So I would say that you would want to realign your life to what God has for you so that you can have thoughts and words and actions that align with God's call because it's going to be filled with blessing. So call that person and pray over them because you are going to break strongholds and chains and attacks of the enemy off of individuals, off of your own life when you speak out loud to God. 11, sit and listen. Just be with God. Let him speak. Again, going back to the relationship analogy from earlier is you cannot go deeper in relationship with someone if you're always the one talking. You got to let the other person speak. 
And God has lots of things he wants to tell tell you and reveal to you and share with you and show you. Some people get visions from the Lord, which is amazing. So you got to shut your mouth and listen. And just, just it's going to be uncomfortable, guys. It's going to be uncomfortable. But let it be uncomfortable. Let him come into those different areas of your heart that you've already revealed in prayer. Let him minister to you, love on you, pour into you. And he's going to show you where to step. I promise. I promise. Something that's coming up in my spirit right now is a lot of people I've heard say this, and I, I've, I've definitely said it before in the past too. I don't feel like I'm hearing from God. I don't feel like I'm hearing from God. Two things are happening when this is taking place usually is you're not spending time with God. And if you are spending time with God, you're not sitting and listening, just letting him talk. Two is you're not living obediently. So your disobedience is causing fog to get in the way of what God is trying to show you or tell you. So we've got to be really diligent about quality time and obedience. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 12. Last one. Last one, which kind of goes with what I was just talking about. Turn from your old ways, aka implement what you read in the Bible. Live in obedience. Small disobedience is disobedience. There's no such thing as big, little, small, large, medium. Implement what you read in the Bible. When God speaks to you, implement it. And you will be transformed. Your life will be transformed. I promise you it's going to be amazing. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So when we're renewed, we are putting on a new self. So cool. Kind of makes me think of, (laughs) makes me think of, I don't even watch superhero movies. Why is this coming to my mind? There is probably some superhero. I don't know. I feel like Batman or like Spider-Man. Spider-Man for sure. Y'all, Spider-Man was like a normal dude walking around. And then he's like, I'm going to go be Spidey. And he puts on his spider suit. And, well, I mean, he got bit by a spider, but whatever. Just pretend like that's what happens. He puts on a spider suit and he becomes Spider-Man. And then he's able to do all these really cool things. Guys, you're not going to be able to climb up buildings like Spider-Man, but you become a new self, new wineskins, new you. I mean, come on. That's cool. People in personal development are obsessed with new, 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 new. The best counselor that you will ever have. The best personal development coach you will ever have. The best father you will ever have. The best healer you will ever have is your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you will be made new. And you will be created in the likeness. You will be created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. 
He's going to make you more like him, make you more righteous and holy. Oh, yes, by all means, please, God, make me new every day. I want to say something about personal development and therapy. There's nothing wrong with getting coaches. There's nothing wrong with therapists. I think they're amazing, especially specific therapy is necessary for true healing around trauma and emotions and certain things that have happened in our lives and diving deep into those thoughts. God has blessed these individuals to be able to provide true healing and coaching is great for insightful um, measures and putting together plans and all sorts of reflection. These things, modalities are amazing. And make sure that when you are choosing a coach or a therapist, that you are bringing it back to God and saying, is this someone that I should be working with in the lens of what you have for me? Are they going to speak truth over me? Because there is a lot of new age therapy and coaching. So we always want to make sure that it's, it's in alignment with God's truth. So we're not putting ourselves at risk of anything. So number 12, I'll remind you, turn from your old ways, be obedient. None of reading the word is going to be implemented into your life or change your life or transform your life if you don't implement what you're reading in the word. Point blank. Go back to the, the gym situation. You can go to the gym, but that doesn't mean you're going to get fit. doesn't mean you're going to get stronger. You actually have to take action on the plan that you wrote out and change. And then you have to also eat well when you leave the gym. You got to sleep well and you got to drink water. So you got to do all these things, not just go to the gym. I pray that this time together, guys, was impactful. I really am excited for how these tips of spending time with God are going to impact your life and that they bless you. Have grace on yourself. I challenge you to get an accountability buddy. Get someone who you're going to who's going to hold you accountable to spending time with God daily. Maybe it's you get on the same Bible plan and you start checking in with each other every other day like what you read, how to go. Cuz I know for me a lot of people I know are reading the same Bible plan so they can say did you hear from God today? You don't want to miss it. That was yesterday. Someone was like, you don't want to miss it. You got to go read that Old Testament. It's going to speak to you. Because they knew what I was going through with this, that struggle that I was saying of giving over that money. And then I read it and I was like, oh, wow. God knew. All right, let's pray. And I will share the step-by-step guide on my website of all this, all the scripture, all the resources in the show notes and on my website. But let's pray. Lord, Thank you for this time together. I just ask that you bless this guide, bless this episode, that those who are listening are blessed right now by you, that their minds are being renewed for how you see them, how they see themselves, how they see the world, that their thoughts are being renewed and their their words are being renewed and in turn their actions are being made new right now, God. And that because of these renewals of thoughts and minds and and actions, they are going to experience prosperity. They're going to experience blessing beyond what they could ever imagine. Thank you, God, for the prosperity being poured out on each of these individuals and, and for the love and the healing and the peace and the joy that you're pouring out over these individuals. I just pray that we have hearts for obedience and we have hearts for, um, 
just discerning you, God, and following you, God, and craving your word and getting to know you more, God. So I just pray that this week, each of these individuals are setting aside their first time of the day with you, God, and that they get to experience the fruits of what you're doing in their life because of their obedience. Thank you, Jesus, for just speaking through me. Thank you, Jesus, for showing up today and every day. And we just ask for blessing and encouragement and love throughout the rest of our day that we shine bright as individuals and that each of those listening feels so loved by you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you all. Show notes is where everything's going to be, like I said. As well, if you loved this episode, if you found it to be helpful, I would love it if you would please share, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Would love to hear how we can be praying for you. Also, sneak peek, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be launching community here. So there will be opportunity for group coaching, opportunity for prayer groups, all of that juicy stuff that we're talking about around accountability is going to be here. So like, subscribe, and share. Love you all. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Break Free on Purpose podcast. Like, share, subscribe for more. See you next time. Peace.